0: If you're a member of the Creativity Found Collective, you don't just get me promoting you through this podcast. Oh no. I also make a point of guesting on other podcasts where I can reach even more people and tell them about the ways they can get creative later in life, including by checking out the small businesses featured at creativityfound.co.uk. This month you can find me guesting on the Creative Switch with Nikki Valance and on Pod News Weekly Review with James Cridland. The episodes can be listened to directly from the Creativity Found homepage or on any podcast listening platform. And if you want your small business to be a part of the Creativity Found community with a dedicated page on the website, monthly online meetups with the rest of the gang and the subsidiary benefits of my own promotional work, join the collective for just £5.99 a month. Simply visit creativityfound.co.uk slash join us or there's a handy link in the show notes. You can find out more about all of today's guest's offerings at creativityfound.co.uk slash Gillian Park Art. There's a handy link in the show notes. Gillian's Don't Be a Starving Artist programme kicks off in September, with doors to register closing on September 11th. To get a taster of what the programme is all about, Gillian's free three-day challenge starts on August 31st. You've got nothing to lose. Use the link in the show notes to register.
1: So as I'm into secondary school, I just took for granted that I would go to art school. That's all I ever wanted to do. And then the stiflers and the naysayers appeared. It's terrifying because you think this has been my lifelong dream to be an artist. What if I am crap? Art is a viable business. You can make money from art and go and live your dreams. The art academy classes and courses are all about just sitting in the studio with me, whether you're an absolute beginner or you're a more proficient artist and you're wanting to uplevel your skills.
0: Hi, I'm Claire, host of this podcast, as well as inspiring listeners with my guests' stories of how they found or refound their creativity as grown-ups and how that has benefited their everyday lives, here at Creativity Found, I also want to encourage adults of any age to find their own creative passion. Creativityfound.co.uk connects the creatively stifled with the creativity confident and can help you go from creative suppression to freedom of expression. At creativityfound.co.uk, you can find a directory of arts and crafts workshops, courses and kits and a membership to support you on your creative journey. The Creativity Found community also provides support for the small businesses and sole traders who make these workshops happen and build, market, and distribute the kits. For instance, with bonus podcast episodes like this one to spread the word about their wonderful offerings and help creativity seekers find them. For this episode, I'm joined by Gillian Park, who teaches a wealth of painting and drawing programmes and courses for the absolute beginner to those wanting to improve their skills and even those wanting to make their art their livelihood. Hi Gillian, how are you? I'm well, Claire. Thanks for having me on. Great to be here. You're very welcome. So the guests on my podcast, they often talk about, as youngsters, not knowing that being an artist could be a job, or perhaps not expecting later in life that a newfound creative passion could make them any money, which is why I love the concept of your programme called Don't Be a Starving Artist. But before we get on to talking about that, and also talking about your painting and drawing courses for all levels, can you start by telling us a little about your
1: artistic background? Oh, I can indeed. So mine started, my earliest memories of painting and drawing would be when I must have been about six or seven. And I can remember going home at lunchtime, and I'm going to show my age now, but I went home at lunchtime and I can remember sitting eating tomato soup in the kitchen and I could see the TV. I heard this accent and I thought, what is that? And it was Nancy Kaminsky. I don't know if anybody has ever heard of Nancy Kaminsky. She was a New York artist. And she used to have a 26-minute show painting. And she was loud and she was brash and she had big hair. There are similarities going along the line here. (laughs) And she would paint a whole oil painting with a palette knife in 26 minutes. And I remember being absolutely mesmerized. I'd never seen anything like it. I come from deepest, darkest Ayrshire, a very small village. Robert Burns was the influence there. It was a mining community, so it was, it was a working class community. And I had never seen anything like it. I can remember sitting with my legs swinging to this day, watching Nancy Kaminsky, mesmerised. So I think that was probably my first influence. And then obviously along came Tony Hart, the man who who made you believe you could do anything with a can of spray paint and a bit of masking tape. So these were my influences growing up. Nobody in my family, nobody's creative. Very much a working class background. And as I went through school, my first, probably the first experience I had that I realised that someone was quite good at I was in primary five and I had to—I painted a spider plant and the teacher posted it up and everybody was ooing oh, and aing and I became the person to go to for painting, drawing, blah, 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 in that class. So I got a wee bit of fame there, and I quite liked it. And it just kind of went on for there, and it grew. And it just, as I got a wee bit older, I just painted and drew the whole time. That's all I really remember doing. I remember getting an nasal and oil paints the year that status quo's 12 gold bars were out. I don't know what year that would be. I would imagine it's early 80s. <laughs> I get a proper grown-up easel and oil paint set. And I remember thinking, this is so real. This is so grown-up. But I loved it. So I joined um, a local art club full of grown-ups. I exhibited full of grown-ups. And it was great. I really, really loved it. So as I'm into secondary school, I just took for granted that I would go to art school. That's all I ever wanted to do. And then the stiflers and the naysayers appeared. People are just trying to protect you because... Gone to art school, in a working class background, in a place that nobody made money for art. We're really nervy for it for everybody concerned, family, teachers. No, you can't do that. Let's concentrate on your studies. Let's have a look at things to fall back on. So I studied a lovely varied programme of typing, office skills, accounts, English maths, you know, just so I can fall back on because art's no a real job. I'm still going along plodding on thinking I'm going to art school until it came to the crunch when I wanted to go to art school and it was met with real fear. I would say I see that now that it was fear that everybody's trying to protect you. They want the best for you. But at the time, you just felt as if, you know, you're just saying no to me again. So I ended up learning to drive, getting a wee bit of freedom, getting a wee job having money. And I thought, do you know what? I can always paint. So I left school in sixth year and I went and I got a job in an office in the social work department. I wore beige skirts and nice sensible shoes. And one day I'd heard that two chaps who was friendly at school had gotten to art school. And I sat with my head in my hands and I'm not going to say what I thought in my mind, but it was, oh God, what have I done? It wasn't quite those words, but it was, oh God, What have I done? I'm going to end up with these two women sitting here who have been here all their lives. And that was their life in this office. So I went back to um, school, did my portfolio in three months and applied to Glasgow School of Art because I thought it was the best. If it was meant to be, it was meant to be. And I got in. And to be honest, it was the hardest four years of my life. And I studied graphic design because I was very aware of the external influences that I had to get a job when I left here to prove, you know, you can make money. And I love design. I absolutely love design. And I had 13 jobs in six years. I'm highly unemployable. And looking back, I've worked in publishing, advertising, design houses, print houses. <laughs> I worked in anywhere that would employ a graphic designer. I was very good at my job, but I did not have the staying power. And if somebody tried to restrict me at all, I would just bolt. I would just go and I would get another job and it would be fabulous. So... My last job, I was the studio manager at a publishing company for four years. That was the longest job I ever had. And then I had child number two, doubled my mortgage, chucked that job and thought, do you know what, I'll just do it for myself because somebody told me I couldn't. And I started my own design business. But even then, I've always, always felt I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm here for something else and I don't know what it is. And I was about to hit 40 in 2010. And I thought, do you know what? I always wanted to be a painter. I hadn't picked up a brush from school because I didn't paint at art school because I was a graphic designer. And I thought, what am I going to paint? I've absolutely no idea what to paint. It's terrifying because you think this has been my lifelong dream to be an artist. What if I am crap? What if my lifelong dream is a total waste? And where do I go for there? So it's terrifying. And I understand. I teach a lot of people who are in a similar situation to me. And it is terrifying, because this dream that you've held all your life, it's a dream, so it can exist. But what if you try to realise that dream, and it doesn't quite work? That's it, gone. You've spent 40 years dreaming about being this person, and you don't make it. So it's terrifying. And I understand that people will procrastinate and use time, use money, use whatever it is to, to avoid make or break. Do you know what I mean? Um So I started painting shoes. I have a wee bit of a shoe fetish. And I started painting shoes and I painted shoes, only shoes, for two years (laughs) as I was running my design business. And my friend took a couple of paintings and some prints to the Country Living Fair in Glasgow. And they sold out by the third day. And I couldn't believe it. So then people started getting in touch with me. Oh, we love your shoe paintings. I got into a wee cafe up in Edinburgh. By the time I got home, the first painting had sold. So it really, really grew for there. And so I got a studio. So I'm keeping my my design business as my safety net. And then six years in by 2016, I was I was teaching odd classes and found I really enjoyed it. And I kinda avoided doing it, but I really enjoyed it. And I thought, you know what? This could be the bread and butter. Instead of using the design as the safety net, the teaching could work here. And so in 2016, I, I closed the design business and became a full-time artist. And then I moved to the country. I live in an old farm, surrounded to be glorious here, you shall say that. My studio is the old stables, so it's fabulous. And we created a gallery in the in what used to be a buyer, eh, A barn! <laughs> a barn! <laughs> For those who have no idea what a buyer is, it's a barn. (laughs) So it's been converted to a gallery, which is open by appointment or a few times a year. So it's a real nice mix, but I'm very much of the idea you have to have multiple income streams. So you're not relying on one thing. So it's less scary if you know that there's money coming in for all different areas. And I think people don't see that in an art they just associate that you make a painting and you sell it make a paint and sell it you're just trading money for time time for money money for time and it's about bringing in passive incomes and semi-passive income streams and you know there's so much more that you can make money from that people don't realize and that's why don't be a starving artist was born Um because I learned through the years and working in different businesses to take the bits that I liked and apply it to my art business as opposed to looking at artists and seeing what they were doing and trying to replicate it. So I've just sort of cherry-picked things from those 13 jobs in 6 years and brought it into <laughs> brought it into an art business which is not conventional but it but it works. But it works. Brilliant. So you-
0: Therefore, I've already explained the the really useful experience and knowledge that you have and leading on to Don't Be a Starving Artist. So tell us what it is and why you feel it's needed. So... Thanks for listening and I hope you're enjoying this episode and gaining some value from it. If you do, perhaps you'd like to contribute a small monetary sign of appreciation, either by becoming a regular supporter from as little as $3 per month, using the link in the show notes, or if you're listening on a value-for-value-enabled app, such as Fountain, Truefans, or Podverse, feel free to send over a few sats. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it.
1: Growing up. You've just heard the story that, you know, we were kind of stifled. It was, you were put back in your box. It was, no, you know, art as a hobby, do that whatever, get a nice stable job, blah, blah, blah. And I really feel, you know, I managed to break out of that really quickly with a panic sitting in the social work department, thinking, what am I doing here? But I teach an awful lot of people who haven't broken into that, that they are are in their 40s. Often it's the mid-40s and their kids have maybe grown up a wee bit and they've got a bit of free time and they look back and think, where did that dream go? And I can see it so often and their confidence is really low. 40 years of pre-programming that you can't make money for art. We don't have positive role models. There was no positive role models of artists who could make money at school or even, you know, growing up or even now. It's difficult to find. And I feel as if I'm I'm here with a mission to say, you can, you know, I want to to educate people that, aye, it's hard work, but anything worth doing is hard work. And you can make money for art, it's just knowing how and where to do that. Instead of just tunnel vision, paint, sell, paint, sell, create, sell, create, sell art is a viable business you can make money from art and go and live your dreams you'll work hard but it'll be worth it that was a bit soapboxy sorry about that (laughs) (laughs) no
0: quite right too tell me then a little bit about how the program
1: works it's actually a six-month program but the teaching of it is broken into 12 modules so 12 weekly sessions And we cover things like, first of all, we start with the artist mindset. The mind monkeys, they're saying, who do you think you are? You're not good enough. You've got to criticise yourself. So it's about the first two modules that are really about strengthening Your mind and looking at the external forces that have got you here in the first place, that have pre programmed your way of thinking in the first place, and starting to rewrite your story. That's the creative foundation for Don't Get Starving Artists. And then we start getting into finding your niche, finding your ideal customer. Because when you can find these two things, the rest is easy. You're talking to that one person, you're focusing on one group instead of just painting or creating and hope somebody somewhere will like it. It's about really, really focusing, looking at your work, finding who loves it, where do they live, where do they hang out, how do they want you to communicate with them, how do they want you to sell to them, what do they want to buy. So the whole programme is 12 weeks drip-fed. So that will bring you up to Christmas. And then in January, February, March... It's group support. So it's a Facebook group. You've got group support. If you want to implement as you go along, fantastic. There's live Q&A sessions every week. If you want to wait until next year, you want to cover the course and then say, right, 2023 is I'm going to start. And you want to implement it then. Then there are three months of support with guest experts coming into the Facebook group, live Q&As and just, you know, um, online support. Um, the The content is available for a lifetime. So even if you don't think it's right for you right now, that you will always have access to that programme. So you can dip into it whenever you like. If you need to, you know, update yourself in something, if you think I need to go back and really look at my ideal customer, here's the exercises here. So it's very workbook sort of based. It'll be, you know, a 45 minute presentation and then homework each week for you to work on yourself and then a live Q&A. comprehensive there we go
0: comprehensive it sounds absolutely fabulous it sounds much needed and of course a supportive group as well we love a bit of community here at Creativity found so that all sounds really exciting now you can also help people who are not at that stage yet but who want to explore drawing and painting as a means to tap into their creativity tell me about your courses and art club because there's more to the Gillian Park art world, isn't there? <laughs> well, there are there are
1: many multiple income streams, Claire. <laughs> so I initially started teaching classes and workshops in person. So people who had never painted in their life and I would sit them down with oils and they would go away and they would think they were you know but they get the absolute bug because it's all about tips and tricks, everybody is creative and people will say to me, oh I can't even draw a stick man there is no drawing, there is no planning there is no um, tiny wee brushes, this is all about really enjoying the materials and learning the tips and tricks that are going to get you to, to... I don't like people going away that don't have something that they absolutely love, I love people to be in awe of their own talents. So I teach in-person workshops. I have an online art academy, online programmes and classes and courses that you can download and work through in your own time. They're all filmed in real time. So it's, no, it's not a very... <laughs> to say it's not a polished presentation of an artist doing step-by-step paintings is... Possibly the biggest understatement you've ever heard. You are there with me and I am telling you everything that I'm using. I'm talking about the materials I'm using. I'm talking about what's good about them. I'm talking about the materials I absolutely hate. The Art Academy classes and courses are all about just sitting in the studio with me. Whether you're an absolute beginner or you're a more proficient artist and you're wanting to up-level your skills. I do have an art club online which started in the pandemic. So at the end of February 2020, I had a hysterectomy and had lobbed off March to recover. Two weeks later, the world went into lockdown, and all these these students that I taught in person and all the different classes and workshops were all locked in the house and demented. So you know, we thought we were going to be there for six weeks. Six weeks. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> oh how we can laugh now! <laughs> so I thought, Do you know what? I'm here. I can't go anywhere. Let's pivot. Let's take it all online. So I started Facebook groups, and it was called the Skiddlers because I love to skiddle. I like to call it skiddling in my sketchbook, just taking the pressure off, just playing. And suddenly it grew, <laughs> it grew. Within two weeks, to I think nearly 300 people. People who had never painted before in their life, they need a creative release. And through their life, they might be thinking, oh, I'd love to do that, but I've no get the confidence. So a lot of people have tried traditional art classes and felt quite restrained and felt, a lot of them felt as if they were at their depth, that the teacher couldn't put it across in a way that was just basic that was just one-to-one just I'm talking to you I'm not using highfalutin terms I am just bringing it right down to the basic because that's what it is it's just creativity and we need to take the sting out of this art as being the elitist activity that some people think so it's very much about get a felt pen and a squirty bottle and we're going to paint trees and a bit of tipex you know I love painting with cocktail sticks and ink so I was trying to make it as friendly as possible and these people have come with me and are now in the membership the monthly membership and up leveling their skills so the monthly membership it's got loads of things there's a guest artist every month who will do a pre-recorded demo i will do a pre-recorded demo and we'll have loads of sort of group sessions and we'll have a live crit if people want their their paintings that sort of discussed or some live feedback. So it's a really fabulous, fabulous group. They're really, really, really encouraging. And they're so inclusive. I mean, they're such a great group. They're probably the best group on Facebook, I would like to say. I would like to say mine are the best. My students are the best.
0: Of course they are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is so exciting, Gillian. There's so much that you have on offer for all the levels and what you're saying about not feeling comfortable in other classes and how and how it's about that comfortable community and the freedom and the not worrying about you know maybe not being great or thinking you're not great and just doing it for doing it all sounds absolutely spot on with the creativity found ethos <laughs> <laughs> um people can find out more about everything that you've talked about today at the creativity found website simply visit creativityfound.co.uk slash Gillian Park Art and also Gillian how can people connect directly with you? You can find my website at
1: gillianpark.co.uk at the Art Academy you can link from the website but it's also artacademy.uk and you can find me on Facebook and Instagram um, at I don't know actually probably just search Gillian Park you'll find me there's a free group which is called the Art Academy Common Room in Facebook which is just it's a free group come in and join there's loads of action going on in there loads of people who just want to start but are feeling really unsure they're a great group and if you are an artist who wants to start making money from the work you'll find the free group called Don't Be a Starving Artist in Facebook as well
0: Brilliant! Thanks so
1: much for talking with me today,
0: Gillian. It's been fabulous.
1: It's been brilliant, Clear. Thanks for thanks for having me on. You're very welcome. <laughs>
0: thanks so much for listening to Creativity Found. If your podcast app has the facility, please leave a rating and review to help other people find us. On Instagram and Facebook, follow at Creativity Found Podcast. And on Pinterest, look for at Creativity Found. And finally, don't forget to check out creativityfound.co.uk, the website connecting adults who want to find a creative outlet with the artists and crafters who can help them tap into their creativity. creativityfound.co.uk is the place to go to find workshops, courses, supplies, kits and books to help you get creative. So if you're looking for your own Creativity Found experience, go have a browse to see what's on offer. And if you can help adults to find their new creative passion with your classes, online offerings or kits, visit creativityfound.co.uk slash join us to become a member of our brilliant promotional and networking collective. There's a handy link in the show notes.